Join me for a hymn sing at the 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference, Friday, June 16th, and Saturday, June 17th, at Concordia University, Chicago. This year's theme, Things Above. Learn more and register at issuesetc.org. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is brought to you in part by the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. LHF is a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, dedicated to translating and publishing the books of our Lutheran faith into more than 100 languages for our Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Learn how you can take part in their work at lhfmissions.org. Welcome to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Wheaton. Peter doesn't just deny his Lord. He says something along the lines of, I'll be damned if I know what you're talking about. Big time ouchie. And the sorry words had no sooner escaped his mouth than his ears hear it. It may still be dark, but the rooster lets loose to greet the sun, which is soon to appear. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a daily verse-by-verse Bible study with the church past and present. Pastor Whedon is leading us in a study of the Gospel of St. Luke. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Greetings, people loved by God. The drama in the garden came to a head last time as Judas leads the crowd that has come to arrest Jesus. In this dark, he looks this way and that, and at last spots his master, whom he draws near to kiss. We know from Mark that this is the signal which he had arranged with the soldiers. It's how he's fingering Jesus for them. And remember, it was the normal way of greeting in that culture, but such an abuse of the salutation calls for Jesus to challenge Judas. Remember how he basically says, really, Judas, a kiss? Come on. But the kiss goes forward. And the crowd must have surrounded Jesus, perhaps still a little leery about actually laying their hands on a man who had such inexplicable powers. The other disciples coming out of their sleep begin to process what's going down, and that spurs some of them to ask whether they should be using those swords mentioned in the upper room. Peter doesn't wait for an answer, though. St. Luke doesn't name him. But he's the one who swings and mostly misses, inflicting no more harm than cutting off poor Malchus's right ear. Jesus puts an immediate stop to that and then reaches out and heals Malchus, touching, healing. Jesus then challenged his foes with why they're coming out against him as though he were some sort of a brigand. He was daily with them, teaching in the temple. They didn't make any move. But now, in the dark, they strike. The continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 22nd chapter, beginning at the 54th verse. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. 
And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Luke 22, verses 54 to 62. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we praise your great goodness in bringing us to the true knowledge of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and enabling us both with our hearts to believe and with our mouths to confess his saving name. Grant us to bring forth the fruits of faith and to continue steadfast and victorious to the day of Jesus' glorious appearing. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So you're ready to give thought to today's reading? Let's attend to it. Verse 54. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance. Recall how we learn from St. John's Gospel that Jesus told his captors, I told you I am he, so if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken, of those whom you gave me, I have lost not one. So even though Peter would try to stop the arrest by the assault on Malchus, apparently Jesus healing that man mollified the crowd, and the disciples were allowed to melt away into the darkness, with only Jesus being arrested. There's a beautiful picture there of how he takes our place in order to set us free. Peter, though, no doubt remembering his brave protestations, puts some space between him and the crowd and begins to track along behind them at a safe distance. They bring Jesus to the house of the high priest, and Peter slips in with some help from St. John. See John 18, verse 16. Verse 55. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. It's night very late March or early April. The soldiers and the servants decide to kindle a fire against the cold while they await the outcome of that night's events. You can see it catch and how they all gather around its warmth. Peter is cold too. He decides to join them. He tries to fit in. He sits right down with them. There may not be much light from that fire, but there's enough. As the fire flickers off Peter's features, he is spotted, recognized. Verse 56. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. One of the maidservants of the high priest. Maybe she had helped get the fire going. She glances up and thinks she recognizes that face. Perhaps she had traveled with the crowd to the Garden of Gethsemane for Jesus' arrest. Or maybe she had just noticed the faces of Jesus' disciples as they tagged along behind him in the temple or throughout the city. But wherever it was she learned that face, she spots it. And she says softly, 
He's one of them. Then the eyes of all at the fire turn on Peter. What's he going to do? He opens his mouth. A fateful mistake, as we'll hear. Verse 57. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. As in, me? You got the wrong guy, lady. I don't know him. And on this rock, I will build my church. Hey, if that rock is Peter's person, that's a pretty shaky foundation to raise any building upon. Peter, who was so confident about his willingness to die for Christ, now draws back. He's terrified. Denial number one accomplished. But we know what's coming. Verse 58. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. A little later, what? Maybe 15 minutes? Maybe an hour? For Peter, the minutes must have stretched out with miserable slowness as his own terror mounted. He'd already been fingered. How to get out and get away without them remarking on his exit? I may be wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly where his mind had gone. And then the nightmare is actually happening again, this time not the maidservant, this time one of the male servants. John adds that the second inquisitor was actually a relative of Malchus, of all the rotten luck. The man insists, you are one of them. You are one of Jesus' disciples. But Peter again protests that he is most certainly not things settle down for a bit. As the time ticks by, one of them exposes him yet again, and this time in a way that's hard for Peter to back out of. Verse 59, and after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, certainly this man was also with him, for he too is a Galilean. In other words, of course this man is with Jesus. Just listen to that accent of his. He's from up north. He's from Galilee. The way he talks gives him away. So Peter is even more terrified at this unmasking. How could he deny that he was a Galilean when his manner of speaking clearly communicated that to them all? He was sweating bullets by this point. Verse 60. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. St. Luke is very gentle here. He doesn't give you the detail that Peter himself had relayed to St. Mark. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear. See Mark 14, verse 71. Peter doesn't just deny his Lord. He says something along the lines of, I'll be damned if I know what you're talking about. Big time, ouchie. And the sorry words had no sooner escaped his mouth then his ears hear it. It may still be dark, but the rooster lets loose to greet the sun, which is soon to appear. And in that instance, the whole horror of what had just happened falls upon Peter. And St. Luke alone records this next bit. Verse 61. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. No doubt hearing the rooster from inside, Jesus turns his eyes to the window or the door, to the darkness and the fire in the center of the courtyard, to Peter. 
His eyes seek him out and find him. And what do Jesus' eyes say to Peter? I think not. I told you so. But remember, I'm praying for you that your faith fail not. And with that look of Jesus, it all comes flooding back to Peter's mind. What the Lord had told him would happen and which happened exactly as he had foretold, despite Peter's best intentions and plans, Peter had done it had three times announced that he didn't know who Jesus was, the same man who had confessed, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I suspect that tender look from Jesus in that very moment of his greatest shame and disgrace is what finally broke the man and broke him in a healing way. Verse 62, And he went out and wept bitterly. Though Peter wept bitterly for his own disgrace, shame, and failure, these tears are nevertheless precious tears. They're the tears of which the psalmist says, Psalm 56, verse 8, You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? You see, the tears of contrition are precious indeed in the sight of God. They're the raw material he will use to bring joy. Psalm 30, verse 11, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. That will happen for Peter, too, but not yet. For now, his part in the story is done. He runs away into the darkness out of the high priest's house, ashamed of himself, horrified by the revelation of his cowardice and weakness. But we may be sure, even as he ran, the words echoed in his heart, But I have prayed for you, that your faith fail not, and when you have returned, strengthen your brothers. That's what we're going to call our halt for today. Next up, we'll shift from the courtyard to the sham of a trial taking place within. We'll see Jesus being mocked and abused, and at first light, they'll call a hasty council to which they will lead Jesus, with the result already predetermined. They demand he tell them if he's the Christ, and he tells them, and that's enough to seal the deal as far as they're concerned. He has uttered a blasphemy that demands his death, even though, of course, it wasn't blasphemous. It was nothing but the truth. Till next time, people loved by God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Whedon. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a listener-supported program. You can donate by check, make your check payable to The Word Endures, and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also make a secure online contribution at thewordendures.org. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.